0: Hi, I'm Holiday Kirk, and thank you for listening to the New Metal Agenda podcast. If you want to help further expand the New Metal Agenda, check us out on patreon.com slash Metal underscore agenda. Membership perks include ad-free episodes, Patreon-exclusive podcasts, the ability to submit questions for guests ahead of time, free merch, and more. Thanks and enjoy the episode. L- How are you guys? I'm pretty great. How are you, man? I'm rocking. I'm rocking. Rockin'. Yeah. I think that's a better intro than my usual nonsense. So I'm going to go with how are you guys from Richard Patrick of Filter. Please, ladies, gentlemen, people that don't give a fuck, welcome Richard Patrick of Filter to the New Metal Agenda. Richard, it's so great to have you here.
1: I'm I'm glad to be here. It's uh, Thank you for having me.
0: Today, we've got some serious business to attend to. This is the New Metal Agenda. And today, we are going to be addressing the New Metal allegations with Richard Patrick of Filter. That means we start off with the easiest and most difficult question of all. Richard Patrick, is Filter a new metal band? I don't know. I don't know. I, is, I, um, this is I, very I, off brand for me, but I'm going yeah, to say this is interesting. I'm going to say very polarizing. I'm going to say no. I don't think Filter is a new metal band. And people, I say this to people and people are like, how could you? You're the guy. I'm like, I don't, I don't think is so. new metal rapping. No. Common misconception: Corn is the first new metal band. They didn't. They didn't really rap. Right. Yeah, they're
1: heavy. Um. I mean, I do use drop D or drop A guitars every once in a
0: while. Yeah, um, isn't um, column mind and welcome to the fold. Those are drop A, right? Drop A. Uh, welcome to the fold is
1: A A D G B E, and then uh, the other one is the traditional drop A from like. You know what I mean? Like,
0: so I think you guys have like a drop a G something or who knows. I think you guys have like new metal influences and I think you were a part of that scene. But I also think it's disrespectful to like your industrial roots and your alternative rock influences Mm -hmm. to just be like, oh, they're a new metal band. I don't I don't really I don't vibe with that. This never happens, by the way. I'm never fighting the allegations on behalf of the artist. Usually I'm like yelling and being like, you are a new metal band, admit it. But this is right. the first time I've ever been like, I don't know if I'm seeing it.
1: Yeah, I, 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 you know, I mean, every day I wake up and I have music in my head and I'm trying to to make it come to fruition. And, um, you know, I work with all sorts of different people. I work with this kid named Zach Monowitz, and he's like, this is degent music. He's like, oh. he's like, no. He's, no. he's got, he's, well, he's got three songs on the new record, which comes out August 25th. It's called The Algorithm. Uh, and there's, there's a moment or two where he's like, this is, this is DeGent. And I'm like, okay, I, I hope not. But I mean, I mean, I don't know. I don't I care. I think it's
0: just Gent.
1: Yeah. Whatever it is, gent. Whatever, it is. I think it's just whatever Gent. The, I say DeGent because I think it's
0: funny. Something I was thinking about. When I was- yeah. Maybe it does pronounce the D. Something I was thinking about when I was listening to the algorithm, I was thinking about the parallels between that and the 20th anniversary, recent uh, celebration of your album, The Amalgamate. Mm-hmm. And I think you two have those sort of parallels where, like, The Amalgamate, inspired by the drudgery of touring and tour bus life and everything, kind of become in the same place. And then mm-hmm. the algorithm, similar similar feeling, like the same thing, but you're on the internet, like everything becoming the same thing on the internet and everything being served up as content. Do you personally feel like there's any, Damn. Heroes, any connections there? Great job on that. Uh, yeah. I,
1: you know, yeah, very good. <laughs> I'm shocked that you, you nailed it. I, I, it's taken me 30 interviews and I still can't figure out what what the two the differences between the two records but there are similarities between the amalgamate and the uh the um algorithm the algorithm is is we're we're dealing with algorithms on social media we're dealing with just an influx of information a lot of it's misinformation um and if we're not careful, it's gonna to lead to the destruction of the planet and the apocalyptic view of 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 the videos and the, the marketing and everything where the astronaut is literally laying in a in a on the ground with rubble everywhere for face down and um the whole thing is is kind of this apocalyptic view on 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 earth and like how are we going to solve it and and how is it going to be fixed and the amalgama was the homogenization of american culture where you know i have friends that were from new jersey and they talk like they you know they get a cup of coffee they talk like this you know what i'm saying and they were going to speech therapists to lose their accent because they thought their accent made them sound too ethnic or too. Yeah. And I, and I think that, I think it, you know, I'm one of these guys that believes that diversity and uh, being different and being original is important. And so that was kind of the message of the amalgama that I think that people need to be themselves and, and uh, don't be homogenized and don't be an amalgamate, you know what I
0: mean? It's it's also like, like if if I'm going to just guess, I imagine your schedule at the time was very like day-to-day, like reprise managed of like, you're going here, you're singing this, you're doing this interview. Mm-hmm. And then I think with like the algorithm, you're kind of on your phone and it's like, you're watching this video, you're liking this, you're reading this story. And like, we all have our day-to-day now, like we all have our like managers and these apps and stuff. hmm we all kind of have our own managers yeah it's crazy it is crazy
2: constant surveillance as well yeah um that i imagine like now now everyone is performing to an audience all the time forever in everything that they do
1: yeah Um, i you know it's it's wild like when I do sound checks, I don't take them very seriously. It's kind of fun to like goof off and like sing the sing different lyrics and like just kind of screw around.
0: For but, sure. Like
1: if you're doing a, a sound check and there's like someone in the club, 9 times out of 10, they'll pull out their phone and they'll be like filming it and you can't really tell them not to, so you have to like be perfect. Yeah. yeah you're like, you're like, hey, this fucking, isn't the show. Like I'm singing this fucking perfect. Like, you know, like, like, like I can't screw around and be, you know, a little pitchy and 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 kind of goof off with the microphone. Like I have to be it's like you're under surveillance. It's a very good point.
0: We it's did an a interview with point. the band that was on a major label too for a time in the early zeros. and they they had done some shows out in Germany. and some of those videos now are up on YouTube. And I was asking them questions about that performance. and they're like, well, we never thought anyone would see those shows ever again. Like cuz mm-hmm. now you just take it for granted like every performance you do there's going to be like a dozen people out there with cameras. It's going on YouTube right away. But in like mm-hmm. the early 2000s before that was the norm, you just tour like whole countries and those video footages would just be lost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah well I the, the, the
1: there was a German festival called Berserk that bizarre uh, bizarre that had me at my worst in I was, I was back in, back in the early 2000s, I was a drunk, I was a severe alcoholic and the show was actually not bad, but I'm so sad that I was drunk and I'm so sad that like, I wasn't up to, like, I clearly wasn't up to the task of just being on stage and being, you know, performer. I was, I was having trouble. And I know, uh,
0: I know, I know the exact video you're talking about because I flipped when I saw it. Because it is the first Amalgamat era performance yeah. to ever hit the internet. Yeah. And it's like you did a very limited touring schedule for that record for good reason. Well, like, yeah,
1: no, I I I canceled everything. I canceled the tour because I was so sick.
0: And yeah, man. Get, and, and I'm glad you help. did. Yeah. Do you remember though cuz it's like I've always had lingering questions about that era cuz that is my my favorite of your albums. I think that album's a masterpiece.
1: Do you like the, the the algorithm for its similarity to the amalgamator?
0: That's what hooked me first was that you had a similar sort of purpose in the writing. Right. Like right. like that same cuz I know that the algorithm has gone through like a lot of changes. Like like it was called I think America and then America. um they have us right where they want us. At each other's throats, they,
1: and then rebus. There was going to be a rebus record with Brian Lee Skang, that got all crazy. Um, that got ruined by the Pledge Music debacle, and the funding fell out from underneath us, and we got screwed. So did our fans. Our fans got wailed on for that. No kidding. It tr- really, really bothers me. Um, but uh,
0: the and now you and now you got to change the name of the album to the AI. It's like it's like now even algorithms are outdated. Like fuck now, I gotta make it the AI.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no, I think algorithm is cool. I I cause it's got rhythm in the name. You know what I mean? It's, it's well musical. okay. No, no. It's much it's catchier. musical. Yeah. But I don't so want to it, dwell the on it. Though. The amalgamat the uh era was inspiring
0: to you, you were saying. Yeah, because I actually so I discovered it during the 2020 George Floyd protests. And I remember thinking a lot of significance in the songs like uh like where do we go from here? Stuff like that mm-hmm. of that like adrift uncertainty and like where that you are in your writ- career. That was
1: written a day after
0: 9-11.
1: Really? We go from here, yeah.
0: I did not know that. And the missing was too. Like- oh, yeah, and the missing, that that one too, and then also like God damn me, I think is mm-hmm. like a like a like a really stellar uh mm-hmm. song in your catalog. And I think that actually one of these songs on here might have been Command Z. I thought to yeah. myself, like, oh, okay, like, you know, we're kind of revisiting. How did you like Command Z? I liked Command Z a lot. I thought it was a really like f- interesting way to, to bring the album to a close. Yeah. I know that usually well, when you doing... in
1: in 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 recovery, you get this thing called the fuckets, where like, fuck it, I'm gonna get drunk. Like, you know, or fuck it, I'm gonna go out. And you Bro. know so that's what that song is it's it's like i just want to get fucked up or i just want to you know i just want to cop a buzz or whatever like the futilism of you know you feel this like sense of of aimlessness you know in 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 the world of the algorithm uh you know you finally just go (laughs) fuck it i'm gonna get wasted (laughs) you know so there's some of that in there
0: do you do you because you know this is just something that's always been on my mind I've always been wondering about this what was reprise's response to you saying like no tour I'm done I'm going to rehab how did they, they punish feel- me that's what I thought
1: they punished me what they I they we wanted to go to to radio with the song um the only way is the wrong way which would have been a massive hit and if they would have sent that to radio um and promoted it properly that would have been bigger than take a picture in my view and so we were being punished like i remember having meetings with the record company and they're like well you know you got to go back and start start work on your next record because this record's done yeah they and it came out and i was i was like well i don't know if i should go on tour because it's a slippery slope and you know, there's I'm left to my own devices on the road. And, you know, I'm, I'm and, and my bandmates were no angels. They were still, you know, like one was habitual pot smoker. Another one was a deep alcoholic. And I didn't want to be around any of that because, you know, when you get sober, it's hard to be around people that are drunk. You just feel like you want to get drunk, too. Especially, I mean, especially if you're on the road where there's nothing else to do yeah there's nothing else to do
0: but that uh,
2: fresh out of it too
0: and so i i was i was punished by reprise i was punished i'm gonna get you need to name names so i can get them on the podcast and chew them out because i mean you were in that you must have been in the meeting room like look look at this hummer look at the hummer ad the song's already on tv
1: you know my era dude you really know everything yeah you know i mean when i really does the Hummer ad was the only way. That uh, is the wrong way, and it was—I I like,
0: had never it, seen it. And then it finally occurred to me, like, oh, I just probably search Hummer ad two thousand two, and then of course, like, ah, there it is. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like they're just man, what a f- bunch of fucking idiots. Yeah, like, like they it's didn't, like didn't the heavy it. lifting is done. It's already yeah. on a national TV placement. Yeah. Yeah,
1: it was, it was, I was like, why aren't we releasing this as a, as a single? he's like, what do you want to chase singles? Get out there and work on a new record. And I'm like, wow. The album's been out for a
0: year. Yeah,
1: (laughs) it it was out for, it was, no, it was out for a month. And then I met the record company like two months later and they were like, no, go ahead and get back in there and start working on a new record. Like what?
0: No, that's so stupid. Yeah. I, I I hate them for that, but I am glad that you got that placement because I know the Hummer ad is what got you like through rehab, right? It like financed yeah. that. Uh
1: not really. I I I yeah, sure. Sure. I, I mean it's all
0: it's all my bad. I'm quoting you. I had read that you had said that somewhere.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, of course, it it's income, you know, and I mean, and I did I did go to and you know, I insurance companies were weird about rehabs. So back then, they did not just give you, put you in rehab, they and and finance it. So I literally paid for that with cash. I literally went in and paid fifty three thousand dollars to 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 get sober. Was that's like,
0: great, man. I'm glad yeah. you did. I'm glad yeah. you did. Proud of you. And um, but like just going no, that's through the records, crazy some more, amount of money.
1: It's insane. Worth yeah. every out of pocket. Penny.
0: Yeah, it was worth every penny. It was. Something weird though about this record is it's like, okay, where do we go from here? Like big single, Oh, big video. This is going to be a slam. And then like, then they got fucking pissed and they're like, we're not doing this anymore. But somewhere in between, they did shoot a video for American cliche.
1: Yeah. And it's very weird. It's, it's a strange video. (laughs) I
0: just saw it for the first time. I was like floored first of all, I had no idea.
1: It was a real low budget video and it was, and we did it for basically for the fun of it. And, uh, it's a strange video and it's hard to keep all my videos like out there. Like it's cause some of them are, you know, if you don't own your YouTube channel, you got to like make sure that a record company finds it and uses it. And um yeah, sometimes they don't, they don't follow through
0: on that, but
1: yeah. Ooh, American cliche mean, was a strange video.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you just got like a treatment and it was just like the first page, just like booty shaking. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, you're like, Yeah, because that's what
1: MTV was.
0: I figured it was like a like a parody. It was a parody.
1: It was a parody of what MTV was doing. What like
0: and I post I I do I post archival stuff. We were saying,
1: like, how do you get on MTV? You gotta have some booty shaking.
0: You're like, whatever, here's 50 grand. Let's go. Take that
1: ass. You
2: know what? That's keeping a lot of dancers employed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, they were great.
0: Yeah. And then around that time, you also did uh my long walk to jail on Conan yeah so a deep cut did you pick that was that your call
1: yeah because where do you go from here is insanely hard to sing
0: it is it is it's, it's, it's we
1: just started doing it we just started doing it recently and we we tuned it down to uh uh a more appropriate
0: uh key we tuned it down to C I think if... that I think that I read somewhere once you were actually like crying because you couldn't hit that note when you were recording it am I wrong no i could i could hit that note like if you gave me a day to rest but it was like like, so difficult in the studio because you were like smoking a lot and stuff no
1: it wasn't that hard to sing
0: okay well let me redeem myself (laughs) because i was way off on that
1: you know i say a lot of crazy shit who knows if i'm you know right
0: so what i think is great though about that song if we're going to talk about it being tough to sing and i love that i i'll die for that song i love that fucking song is um Uh, When Bono was doing the vocal for I Still Haven't Found What I'm Looking For, he actually sung it like a half step up from what it's supposed to be. And then they like took it down a half step in the studio later so that it would sound like he's being really like desperate, like singing above his range. And I think Mm -hmm. that when Where Do We Go From Here arcs into that really high note in the chorus, it like helps that it's hard to hit because it sounds desperate. Yes, like it sounds like and you couldn't, if you had taken that down at all, it would have ruined, it would have wrecked. No, the we
1: we we took it down to see, and it sounds great.
0: I can't wait to hear that. I can't yeah. wait to hear that. Because yeah. that always was a song where, I think there's only like one video of you guys ever playing that. Like, I was always yeah. like, ah, why don't we hear that? But you did do, so instead you did My Long Walk to Jail. I'm also from Chicago, by the way, so I don't know mm-hmm. what the inspiration was there to get the Cook County Jail.
1: That was, I was... I threw an object off stage and it hit someone in the face and I had, I was arrested for felonious assault and, uh, um, playing at the Metro. No, it wasn't in Chicago. It was in like, it was in the desert somewhere. It was in like Arizona or something or, or New Mexico or something. Um, but yeah, I had to kind of atone for my sins and I basically, uh, we we've settled out of court and, and I pled, uh, they, they lowered, it was my first offense. So like they lowered it to like a misdemeanor, like whatever, but she, the victim went to like three different eye doctors to find if there was a fracture in the orbital, um, in her eye socket. And like she went to three different MRIs and the third MRI guy said, yeah, there's a tiny little fracture. And like, so then it's, it becomes a, a felonious assault, a felony assault because I, I broke her face. It was, it was a terrible accident, really. It was, I had a beer can and I was trying to spray it and it flew out of my hand because it was really sweaty and it just plopped right into someone's face and hurt. We've all been there. Yeah, it was an accident, but. Yeah, that was why, what it was about. Why
0: Cook County though?
1: Oh, so when I was in the studio, we were we had a phone line in the studio, and like I would get these random calls from someone who was trying to just talk to someone on the phone from Cook County jail. And he literally randomly dialed and was like, Hey, I'm in prison. Is is Leroy there? And I'm like, There's no Leroy, you know, like there's no Leroy. And 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 like he kept calling so we recorded him and like had this long conversation with him like listen he's like yeah i'm in jail and i'm just trying to stay on the phone so no one fucks with me and blah 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 and like there's a lot of gangbangers in here and blah, blah blah and i was just like riveted so i was like he was getting this random phone
0: call this guy just dialed the number so you put that on there so he'd get royalties from the album um no, I know you didn't do that, but
1: <laughs> <laughs> not really. Like, because we didn't, he's got to get a
0: writer's credit.
1: We didn't use his voice. We only used Cook County Jail. The, oh, the, this is a phone call from Cook County Jail. Like, you know, this is being recorded, you know, like it, it, it was, we just thought. Yeah, that, so the
2: telephone landlords get yeah. royalties.
1: Yeah. Some jerk. The telephone, the telephone peeps get it, but it was, well, it went through legal at reprise. So I don't think, I don't
0: think it was, uh, anyone got royalties from it i think i think we just did so i do feel like though we've got to address some more of these new metal allegations these have been dogging you for your entire career and we gotta okay. got straighten things out one of the biggest strikes against you you did do family values well yeah that's tough that's tough you can't it's hard to beat the rap if you've been on family values like yeah so okay, i do don't, you to, i don't have a problem with being called new metal i you know This is I have never been in this position where I'm arguing against the artist. Mm -hmm. Maybe I should just stop. Should I maybe filter's new metal? Maybe we should just I can't do it. I can't do it.
1: Filter is industrial new metal.
0: Okay. Alternative. I'll come up with something like that. But like I mean,
1: I I just I'd throw it underneath the whole thing of just modern rock. I mean, like just modern modern
0: rock. I think that I think that having Dividing lines and having more interesting labels is helpful. Like I've certainly mm-hmm. turned a lot more people on to Filter as a new metal band than I have as Filter as a modern rock band. It's easier to be like, well, they were part of this era. They had a lot of similar influences. Mm-hmm. They were on Family Values. It's just easier to go about like we were that. good friends with Corn, and they're good friends with Corn. And like we're for- friends oh, with Deftones.
1: We're good friends with the Deftones, and uh, we're always throwing, We're always very hang we always hang out together when we're with those guys i always say hello to abe and and chino and
0: stefan and, how was that all both, you guys David. playing the same festival uh sick new world last may
1: oh that was amazing i didn't get to run into chino because our schedules were very similar um we were on the whatever stage with um skinny puppy that was the dream come true. I literally, this is this is how emotional you get when you get older. I literally was watching Skinny Puppy, and I was like, there were these fans. Like I was literally out in the crowd with the fan with the fans, and there were these Skinny Puppy, rabid Skinny Puppy fans that were young. They were like twenty something, early twenties, and they had Skinny Puppy shirts on and everything, and they were watching, and and I just was so proud of uh s- t- these kids for discovering such an amazing band and as i'm watching them all these kids recognize me and they just f- flocked over to me and wanted their pictures taken and and uh wanted autographs and everything and i'm like you guys not during skinny puppy we got to watch skinny puppy you know like it you know was-
0: whoever scheduled our interview during that set because i was supposed to talk to you that day right, right they fucked up man they yeah. fucked up. your manager just said to me like like he's got to go see skinny puppy i was like i got it i, I got you i got you like, yeah no hard feelings at all but that was unfortunate no, i would never
1: it, it was it was one of those things because skinny listen trent reznor took me to skinny puppy in 1987 who trent reznor nine inch nails you know Trent Reznor. I know. I'm just fucking you Sorry. You're just fucking with me, right? <laughs> Damn, you, Damn, you, you got, got me. me. <laughs> um, when we were kids, and so Skinny Puppy was a huge inspiration to me. And when I was in Nine Inch Nails, that means that my whatever influence I had was influenced by Skinny Puppy. And so Trent was inspired by Skinny Puppy. You know what I mean? We were, we were both really into like skinny puppy and ministry and and uh the mode and then no. mode yeah, yeah. mode and um yeah skinny puppy was hugely important to me i finally met kevin key online and we we did a, an interview and i told him like he was it was it that was it there were two times in my life it was like before skinny puppy and ministry and after skinny puppy and ministry that literally, and it's weird because filter that he was like, well, why doesn't filter sound more like skinny puppy? And I'm like, because filter had to be its own thing. Yeah. yeah. I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't take from skinny puppy and ministry. Cause that's what I did in nine inch nails. So when I was doing filter, I had to take more from what was what, what else was out there, which was like, The Clash and, and, and Pantera, you know, and, 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 you know, Drop D like Helmet, you know? Yeah. And that's because I literally just tuned my guitar down to Drop D and wrote like 10 songs. And that was short bus, you know, but I kept short bus industrial by having a drum machine by using drum machine. So it was like a tall, big black record.
0: It is like, you know what? Wow, I don't know how I never put that one together. It is very much like a Big Black album. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a sort of like a pop pop take on Big Black, if I may yeah. say so.
1: Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the thing. I come from i my songwriting comes from the Clash, the Rolling Stones, um, U two. I I kind of write songs with big choruses and big kind of emotional payoffs in in the song. And so I, you know, I, I, I guess that's pop. I guess you know. Well, it got you. It got you
0: on fashion, fashionably loud. Fashionably loud with your yeah. busted arm.
1: Yeah, I had a problem with my rotator cuff, and because I was throwing my guitars up in the air and like I'd stretch something out, or so I put my arm in a sling, and then um, we met. What you write Crawford. on it? Do you remember what you wrote on it? I met Cindy Crawford, and all I got was this sling.
0: So you would now you are now the second band we've talked to that played MTV fashionably loud. The other band, yeah, and I played
1: it twice. I played it once with, uh, yeah, I played fashionably. I
0: did fashionably loud twice with. I did take a picture. I've never seen that. I've Mm. never seen that. Look at me. I'm already like I'm like over in the new tab right now. I'm like, holy shit, that's crazy. I gotta find that because I've never seen that. But now you're the second band that we've uh, talked to that's done fashionably loud. The first being, do you ever like a pitch shifter?
1: Well, I found Pitch Shifter off of the the um, when I was when I was studying for the Nine Inch Nails reunion back in Cleveland in September of last year, I had to uh, really deep dive into Nine Inch Nails to kind of you know get ready to go perform, and off of that they played on the you know on you know how you can like you you can it'll make suggestions and it'll sure. start playing like nine inch the algorithm, nine inch, inch al- the algorithm, the algorithm will, will uh it suggested pitch shifter. And I heard pitch shifter for the first time. And here's how fucking small the world is. The singer JC lives in, well, somewhere around here, I, sh- I shouldn't have said that, but he lives in Southern California and our kids go to the same school. And I met him at a That's school function and he's like yeah I'm pitch shifter what's up blah 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 and he's like I'm like what like <laughs> the world was so small like I I discovered this band and then all of a sudden I really find, and then I found him on Facebook and I said we should do something together and he's like yeah sure enough and then I went to my kid's school function and he was there like, like my really kid hey. <laughs> his kids in the football team and my and my daughter's a cheerleader
0: you're like, boom, we're doing something after all. How do you like that? Yeah,
1: wild. But I want to do something
0: else, uh, you know. Speaking, I of, Cle- speaking of Cleveland, um, I, I'll tell you what. Definitely one of the coolest fucking things to ever come out of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame would be that moment when the lights came down on Nine Inch Nails' Rock and Roll Hall of Fame performance. And instead of a Nine Inch Nails starting, song starting, you get... And like the videos from the crowd, as they realize that what's happening is, "Hey man, nice shot!" Is like there's like this Gas like this. It was. It was like wow. It really was. It was. I need to know how did that come about? Whose idea was that? Trent. Fuck yeah, Trent's the boss. That must have felt. That must have felt pretty good.
1: Trent was taking suggestions, but he he was the guy that said yeah and well he called me and um he's like so i think we should do um you know sin gave up wish eraser but we should also do hey man a shot can you send me the the you know the 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 key and you know and, and all the information on the song and um we should do hey man a shot i was like wow that would fucking mean so much to me because that was the song that got me signed. And that's what led me away from nine inch nails. That's why, that's why I I quit because I was like, so that song literally, you know, was the reason why I split because I wanted to, to pursue my own thing. I, you know, I took a bold, step and 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 wanted to do my own thing and he you know was fucking pissed because i did it right before the downward spiral tour and um uh it was it was it was kind of it was a rough time for the both of us but um i just was blown away trent and then trent's like and i want you to sing the second verse to head like a hole and i'm like fuck dude we're we're different singers i have a different range. You know what I mean? Like his is a deeper, he has a deeper, stronger voice than I have. A high kind of screamed out, you know, thing going on. And uh, but it was so amazing. I was so very. It was so. I was standing on stage singing "Hey Man, Nice Shot," and and it was just like the whole crowd was just fucking insane. It was really wild.
0: Yeah. Because that's never happened before. Nobody, nobody going there that night predicted that was going to happen. I yeah. didn't. No, I certainly did. not Well,
1: I was standing on the side of the stage and the camera was on me Yeah. before I went out and Trent like was what he was standing next to me. And then all of a sudden he went out cause he starts his part. It was during a racer and he turns around and he gives me these thumbs up. And I was like, and like Aww. I started to try, tearing up a little bit and then I had to pull my shit together because I had to sing and I fucking went out there and I was having such a hard time just to find the notes because I was so emotional it was so insane you came in and a the little crowds early. Re- the crowd's response was so fucking amazing
0: you came in a little early on that second verse and you um but you but you improvised, and you're like you're like, do I' play
1: that and hey, man, nice shot. Yeah, because Danny started the guitar part, but fucking
0: Danny, man,
1: <laughs> he started the... <laughs> everything we do with Danny. It's just like it's chaos. He's so amazing. We love him, though. He's 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 amazing. But Danny, he um he he came in a little early on the on the He came in a little early. And so I started singing because I'm so fucking energized and I started singing prematurely. And then like I had to think of something. So I'm like, you still with me, Cleveland? You know, and, and that always uh, works. Um, so and 19- they were and they were like they were singing it. They were singing. it. They're like, hey, yeah. And, and then like once they realized I wasn't singing it with them, I, I said, hey, are you with me, Cleveland? And then they screamed, They yes. screamed. Excuse me they screamed and then I started singing the second verse and then I killed it because I crushed it because I had to make it up for that mistake. So I, I just
0: screamed the shit out of that song.
1: And you, you uh, did.
0: And yeah. um, are nine inch nails, a new metal band?
1: No, they're fully, I would have to say, even Trent would probably admit to it now that he's industrial. I, I, I'm i not going to speak for Trent Reznor. There's no way I would do that, but i i feel like they're kind of industrial like i feel like they what else would they be i, I always thought that was yeah, well he never really was like okay i'm industrial like you know he was never like okay, nobody ever uh, this that. is my genre this is i'm the king of the genre but even though he did become because it's so synth orientated but you know skinny puppy is is true like industrial and so is ministry and um, but yeah, I mean, uh, in, in listening to the, the, cause that's the one thing I did was I went back and I did a deep dive on nine inch nails after I learned about the, the reunion and I, I went back and I listened to every record and like really studied everything. And he's so electronic that like, it's, it seems like it's industrial
0: to me. In my I, opinion, I always thought the rub with Nine Inch Nails was taking all those industrial songs and then just writing big fuck off pop choruses, well, yeah, verses and hooks, like 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 yeah. none of this underground shit. Because that's really to me, like I like head like a hole might have sounded kind of rebellious at the time. But when you listen to it now, you're just like like this is a pop song. Yeah, big well, pop. I, song.
1: I mean, it was it was we were you know at the time. I my critique was bow down before the one you serve. I'm like that's a little that's a little poppy. And he goes, well, that's what we're doing. We're kind of like, aha, we're going to cross over, you know, we're going to cross over and, and have a little pop in us so that we cross over. And I'm like, okay, that's what he's, that's what he said to me
0: in 1989. Um, I've always been this guy. I'm still this guy. Don't tell anybody, but I like filter more than nine inch nails,
1: dude. Let's not even go. there.
0: I don't think it is. I think I like that. I just like that filters always had that more adventurous, open, airy, almost like optimistic in some, some degrees sort of mm-hmm. sound. I've always found nine inch nails to be a little too, a little too, uh doesn't really do the same thing for me, but I've I, never, I've never, I, I know that that's kind of a losing battle. I'm, fl- I'm flattered,
1: but I don't, I, I, I I'm, i I tried. that's the thing I tried to tell Trent, like we, there's room for both of us in this, in this in this world you know and and our fans can be friends you know what I mean and I think that's what's happening now is is that filter fans are you know they've always been Nine Inch Nails fans (laughs) and now
2: this is a, a thing I have noticed I don't know maybe I'm making it up as a relatively young person about the idea that if you like like It seems like people are much more comfortable being fans of two things, like a lot of the, oh, if you like any music that isn't either like this one band or this one very narrow genre, Mm -hmm. you're not like you can't authentically like this genre. It seems like that is.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, I don't know how
1: it is today, but we had we had clicks. In in high school and the metal kids were the metal kids. The punkers were the punkers. The jocks were the jocks and the jocks would kind of listen to whatever. They didn't give a shit. They would listen to the radio. They were happy. And like, but like us punkers, like, and, and then I found industrial and I was industrial. Like I, I graduated high school with combat boots and a shaved head. You know, like, I was, you know, like, I was, you know, I looked bizarre. Like, you know, my my parents were like, well, whatever. He's, he is who he is. He's doing his thing. But, like, today in this world, it seems like everybody is, like, I don't know if there are these cliques anymore.
0: Like, when you go to a Marilyn Manson concert, people are dressed. Not that people do. You know what, though? My controversial... My controversial opinion on this, though, is that I think we need to actually bring back some of that clickiness because I think that friction is is good, especially in artistic in artistic uh, communities. I think you need people to be kind of kind of tribal. Because Mm -hmm. then when you have like those scenes scraping against each other, when the industrial scene and the pop scene start scraping against each other, I think that that can create interesting tension. Mm -hmm. Whereas now everyone's all buddy buddy about everything. Oh, I listen to everything, and it's all just kind of melted into this one puddle, this one algorithm that just picks whatever you want to hear. The pop algorithm
1: is is is
0: really, really like played. Like dire. We need, I think we need friction again. We need people to kind of To kind of like, kind of. Well, have that's their... why, I
1: like, that's why I like Scarlord.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's kind of like that. He he's he very a, metal he, industrial.
1: Yeah, trap metal. Yeah, yeah. I like Scarlord, and that brings me to this next thing I want to tell you about. I have another band that I'm going to release uh, next year called A Place to Kill, and it is industrial trap metal.
0: Fuck yeah! Are you gonna rap in Patrick?
1: No, it's just super heavy. It's super heavy, and I'm doing it with this kid from There Is No Us named Jim Laveau. And he is a fucking fierce scream, scream, screamer. And and we have we have, we're gonna release a six-song album um next year called The Place to Kill, I think self-titled. Um that's
0: exciting. I can't wait to hear that.
1: And you can hear that when you buy the for the beaten 7 inch that came out that's available and you can find that at officialfilter.com and a record player it's it's for the beatens on side a and on side b is a place to kill and it's the song is called the killing fields oh, wow. and it's and it's heavy as hell and i'm really proud of it and i'm sure someone's probably put it online already
0: i might take a glance around that, but oh you know what okay so let me ask you this though nine inch nails not new metal army of anyone mm, that's rock straight up rock and roll yeah yeah the same thing yeah. and i just i just posted uh it doesn't seem to matter onto my like new metal account because not that it's new metal but just because i think that's a great song and i mm-hmm. want more people to hear that i think that how do you reflect on that project because that was kind of like a you know, it was like a pretty well-financed project at the time. Yeah. But it kind of ended up being this sort of one-off deal.
1: Yeah. I I mean, I look back on it fondly. I love the brothers. I love Dean and, and, and I love Ray Luzier. Ray Luzier is an amazing drummer, like insane. Um, and it's actually funny that you would mention that because I wrote a song with Brian Leesgang um, called summer child and it sounds like an army of anyone song.
0: Yeah. That one jumped out to me on the track list too, actually. Okay, I thought so like this it. sounds, I thought this sounds way different than the rest. Yes. Yeah.
1: So that's actually Ray Luzier playing drums. No shit. Yeah. I actually sure had, had Ray play. That. I had Ray play drums on it. Cause I literally wanted to get the DeLeo brothers to come in and make a, an army of anyone song. Because I wrote it and it sounded so similar to Army of Anyone. But and I wanted to release that with like a new kind of mastered version of the Army of Anyone record, but I could never make it happen. So I was like,
0: fuck it. I and, think that I think that that's like some of your best singing on that you. record. And I also think that the bass playing on that record is just
1: fucking phenomenal. <laughs> that's me and uh Bobby Miller, Rotten Bobby like tr- truly truly excellent my hired plan. my hired my 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 quote hired gun bandmates who are not hired guns they're 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 needed members um Johnny Radke, Elias Mullen and Bobby Miller all do fantastic job playing on the record i i although like the drowning and face down were completely mine from like from when i wrote them i wrote them actually in this studio right here and, um, uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, there's a lot of that on the record too, is like stuff that I completely conjured up by myself, which is the way the
0: amalgamate and title of record and short bus was, um, speaking of, so speaking of, I think that it's very easy to recommend people like the major label filter years, but mm-hmm. it's less so to recommend, like it, it's, it's a little tougher to figure out where to tell people to start after that. So from anthems to the dam to the algorithm, um, if you had to like pick from those four, four or five albums and say like, okay, here's what you should check out first. Where would you start? I think personally, I think that um, drug boy is like one of your trouble, best with, angels. trouble, trouble with angels, trouble with angels. Really good. I think drug yeah. boy is one of your best choruses ever.
1: We just added you- that back to the set. Yes we're playing that we're playing that in uh ohio for my kind of homecoming i'm having another homecoming in ohio and uh we're gonna play drug boy okay. it was at uh, the concert is it's on our schedule <laughs> Um, it's one of many concerts we're playing this year, but it's, it's coming up on, I think it's August 4th in Ru- North Ridgeville. It's buzzard fest is what it is. It's W M Buzzard M S buzzard fest. And where are you guys from? I'm in LA. Oh, okay,
0: cool. Awesome. You should come up and visit anytime. Come to my studio and see what's see, what's see the magic anytime. I'll uh. Do you want to just uh, at the end of this exchange phone numbers? Yeah, sure, absolutely. Right. I'll make a note of that. Um. Yeah. So I I know that with uh the sun comes out tonight, right? Your 2013 record that came out on Wind Up. Mm-hmm. So it was sort of like a major, uh, almost like a major label reboot for you guys. Mm-hmm. How did you end up back on Wind Up for that one?
1: You know, um, a man by the name the head of r for wind up was interested in in filter and he found me and he said i want to sign you and let's do a record and i can't remember his name i think it's mike gormley i can't remember his name right now but uh he he just f- reached out and said do you want to do a record and i'm like absolutely always and i'm always creating new music but that record was a bob Marlette produced record mm-hmm. and um i did that with uh, johnny radke so johnny radke wrote it was me bob
0: and johnny radke
1: coming up with all
0: that who used to be in chicago hometown heroes kill hannah yeah yeah he was
1: and he's an amazing guitar player and uh, a solid friend like he, he he's one of my best friends there's no question
0: Let me let me ask you this question. So we're coming up on like the the third decade of of Filter's existence. Have you ever been tempted to just do a tour that's like the the we're not playing Hey Man Nice Shot Take a Picture tour 2025? Mm Because I've always wanted. I've always kind of felt like a a little miffed explaining to people like Filter actually is a discography band. You know, like a classic band. Like they have albums songs all over the place that are really good and i know people kind of get hung up on those two songs what's your relationship like with that
1: um well we were it was interesting because we played this thing at in mexico city called heaven and hell or hell and heaven fest something like that Mm -hmm. and uh it was a metal fest and we were, I was really looking forward to seeing like Pantera after we play. And it was the first show that Pantera played in 20 years. It was like the biggest, it was like a huge deal. And, um, and I remember th- thinking, like I told my manager, like, yeah, we're not going to play, take a picture. We're going to play metal. We're going to play heavy. We're going to play our heavier shit. And he's like, dude, no fucking way. There's no way you have to play, take a picture. And I was like, okay it's my band but like all right like like okay I'll, I'll i'll play it sure enough we played take a picture and the entire audience sang it back to me and you know they're spanish so i mean like they're mexicans so they're you know they're singing it back in this beautiful accent and it like crushed my heart i was like so and the other thing is is take a picture means so much to me now as I'm older and more sentimental. And I actually rewrote the, the line in, I do, Hey dad, what do you think about your son twice live? And, um, the second time I do that, that, that phrase, I change it to, Hey son, what do you think about your dad now? And it really, really, it makes me choke up every time I sing it. And, um, that's why I wanted to mention to you, have you seen, we were talking about drug boy. Have you seen this concert that I did for this streaming network or this, this webcast thing called, uh, hitcore.com? No. When was that? H I T K O R.com. Look that up. It's like 20 bucks and you get access to, uh, our, um, Bowl concert and we play for like an hour and a half and it is fucking insane we crushed it we we are we did so well and um I strongly recommend it because we play drug boy and and it sounds great so I just wanted to mention that hitcore.com
0: I'll look into that one didn't you also do it on like Lopez
1: yeah we did no we did we did uh we did a a different song on, 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 on Kimmel Kimmel. Right. That's what it was. And it rocked. And they, and the, the whole key with that was I stage dived. Oh really? Yeah. I stage dived. I actually pulled in two of my friends and I said, listen, you're there. You're like, this guy's like six foot four. I'm like, you're there to literally lift me up and, fucking you know do the stage dive thing where where i so i can crowd surf and um and the Kimmel people were like, we don't want to like, I'm like, that's why they're here. I want these guys up front so I could do this. And the Kimmel guys were like, no, you can't tell us what you're going to do because then we're liable if something bad happens. So just don't tell us anything. And I'm like, fine. So I didn't tell him, but I had my friend staged right in front of me. And I'm like, get ready. And as soon as the, the bridge, the bridge came in, I, I jumped on his hands and, and I crowd surfed and it was great. It was, it was really, so that performance is really good. Did I'm, they
0: get at you after? Were they like, Hey, we said not to do that.
1: No, they were like, well played.
0: Nice. I like that. Well
1: better. played. And then I went downstairs and, and had to straighten out a few things. Uh, one of my, my background singers was a little flat. So I went downstairs and muted him. So that.
0: Oh, in the, in the, in the editing. Be, well, we did take a picture too. Ah. It was a little pitchy. And um so i think community. about you know your your music it's it's never like the the first thing people necessarily jump to except for anthems of the damned it, but you always have had like a more socio-political consciousness to your music especially like right now we're in the midst of a, a heat wave you may have heard of mm-hmm. and it makes me think of like cancer from yeah title of record of just being this like plague on humanity and like now everything kind of looks like la everything's way hot and choked with all this urban decay and stuff yeah Uh, as somebody that like touches on well i guess more recently though you you actually have become more politically um well america and thoughts and prayers that's what i was thinking about right
1: like like, they were really political and the whole record was going to be called they've got us right where they want us at each other's throats and it was basically just the misinformation that's going on the 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 delusional misinformation the people that are the these 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 wackos from like uh, qAnon and and all this insanity i mean it's clearly not evidence fact based you know thinking and um i was just kind of commenting on that and uh i got really pol- like thoughts and prayers is totally it's about guns it's about uh, the america's rife with guns and assault weapons and and something needs to be done you know we, we 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 need to keep people bad people away from guns they can't just you know a lot of these guys are legally buying them like on their 18th birthday and you know in the case of ubaldi he just went and bought it and killed everybody, you know, killed a bunch of kids. Yeah, um, it's
0: almost like that's like almost a running theme to your records because you wrote Hey, man, nice shot to kick your career off different, mm-hmm. different, but similar. Then you wrote "Columbine" mind for uh, the Amalgamate, which is about the Columbine shootings. Mm-hmm. And then Anthems of the Damned has a gun on the cover. And of course, mm-hmm. is also about like the war in Iraq. And now it's like, yeah. OK, well, we're writing about it again. Do you feel yeah. any like thematic significance and i talk
1: about guns all the time yeah i i um it's just in my head it's just in my head i i'm i'm you know it's wild because i don't i don't try and write lyrics based on baby i love you and stuff like that although i've written a few love songs like and i and i mean every word like i like surprise was was a love song to my kids my family and um i meant every word of it but like those are few and far between and i feel like once i like once i said it like i said it why would i want to talk about it again or i'm not the only one was when i found out my 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 girlfriend was seeing other people and um You know, and I wrote it at the moment of finding it out, and like I, I recorded one take, and and like that's it. And I was like, "Fuck it, that's it. That's all I'm doing." And um, yeah, and it it was really emotional. So I try and I just try and write things I want to. I you write what you know, you know what I mean. And like America's rife with guns. Like it's 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 overwhelmed with guns it's there's too many shootings there's too many there's too much murder gun violence is insane it's like we're it's like Mogadishu it's or something it's it's yeah you know um and I write about it and I also you know anthems for the damned was all about how much I hated the Iraq war and and uh, you know I I had to get it off my chest I had to say something about it you know i i cancer was the same thing i we're polluting the world beyond ability to like fix it so i drive a tesla and have solar panels and you know and you know i'm i'm i've been earth i've been thinking about the earth since i was your since i was 17 i thought we were polluting the, the world too much because my science teacher told me to or told you almost me almost to.
0: say since i was your age well, yeah. How I was gonna say, I'm like, I think it's been how, way longer than that. How First old of all, you? I'm flattered. <laughs> I'm yeah. thirty.
1: Yeah. Well, that's yeah. It's still young, bro. That's Depends young. on
0: what part of the country you're in. If you're in LA, I that's remember old.
1: when I got sober, I was like, I'm 34. I'm so old. What am I gonna do? Like, yeah. you know, my mom was like, Oh my god, you gotta be kidding me.
0: Were you 34 when the amalgamate came out? Yeah. I always thought that, see, I've always thought that that had a real lot of thematic significance, too, because in that music video for Where Do We Go From Here? You're like in this young people's party, but they're ignoring you the whole time. And I always felt like like that video is really profoundly speaking to that trouble of being like a, a rock star. Past the age of thirty, like you're, you're like you're like you're in the party, but every, all the kids are kind of looking at you like, do we, do we still want this guy around? Yeah, it was a
1: weird video. The whole thing was like, I love
0: that video. I think that video is incredible.
1: Yeah, well, thank you. It was a, it was, it was weird because it was like, how can we party anymore?
0: Like, how can we? Yeah.
1: How can we party anymore after 9 11? Like, how, how, the innocence is gone. Like, how could we all sit around and party? Like, where do we go from
0: here? Right. You know so the I mean? party's just happening, but like, you and the rest of your band are walking around and nobody wants you there. You know, yeah. you're, you're playing in the pool and everyone's just skating around you. You're playing in the <laughs> kitchen and nobody nobody else is in the <laughs> kitchen. <laughs> the, the bass player, I think, walks into a, a bedroom, teens are making out some, throws a bottle, breaks it on the door. I think it's yeah. like really. I think it's a really kind of profound sort of video for the time. Yeah, and it should have been a fucking number one single. All right, I'm not doing yeah. that. Yeah, it,
1: it was almost, but I went to rehab, and, and
0: I'm it, glad you did. Yeah,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm glad too. I mean, look how many people are dead. That's all that matters. Yeah, I here. mean, like all, and one of my guys in rehab was Chris Cornell. Really, like literally in rehab, and and he talked me out of leaving one day. Cause I was like 12 steps. I'm an atheist. I, I, how, how is this going to work? You know what I mean? But it's easy. You just, your higher power becomes science and technology and knowledge. And you know, you just, you, that's your God, you know, that's your, that's your higher power or whatever. Something electricity could be your higher power. You know, it's something unseen that can, helps you and you know who knows
0: i think the algorithm is all of our higher powers right now
1: the algorithm is well don't let my the message is don't be don't let the algorithm define you do you feel like the algorithm defines you
0: i mean sometimes it's like i don't know
1: i'm i'm to the point where i there's three or four things that show up on my my you know my social media it's like car crashes and i'd become insanely horrified of car crashes because i see these it's called crash dashes or dash crashes whatever and i'm just like the, the you know just watching it just seeing this insanity and i'm just like these people can't drive and and i'm on a bus and the bus is big and lumbering and you can't stop it on a dime and it like you know what it means, and bus. I've had bad experiences on buses, and like you know, you're sleeping in that thing. You know, like it's three in the morning. The bus driver's up there, you know, driving the bus, and you're trying to fall asleep. And it's like I'm having a hard time sleeping on the bus because of of the algorithm that puts all these these crashes on my on my stream. And I and
0: I say show less, show less, and and he a- knows I do that. So my TikTok, <laughs> I do that's a TikTok. engaging with it. My TikTok now will be like recommends me a bunch of police body cam videos. Yes, and I watch them because they're entertaining, they're exciting. It's like no, yeah. and I then of course, away. and then of course, it's like it's like oh well, all right, well here's a guy getting shot to death, and I'm like oh my god, I don't want to see this, and yeah. then the app's like yeah, you do. Well, the worst was yeah, you do
1: the 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 animal
0: videos, the the, the, oh, the
1: animals movie. being hurt and in in.
0: in and I had to. I like, had an. I had an ex. My I, my ex girlfriend was vegan, and she'd always come to me like, "Oh, I saw this horrible thing on Facebook today of this animal being slaughtered in a in a slaughterhouse," and I'm like, "Don't watch that shit." And she's like, yeah. but she's like, but because if yeah, she did watch it and click on it, but she's
1: she's a vegan, and they they're they're like, they no, they know it'll against yeah, they know but, it'll get well, to so her. Many. It reaffirms I mean, her beliefs, and that's what the algorithm does. It reaffirms your beliefs if you're. You know, that's Not why that though, but that's why it like look at some of the 9-11 or excuse me, whoa, look at some of the January 6 uh uh people that are like you know, anti-vaxxer, like crazy, like th- their algorithms have turned them into these weird QAnon people, and like they they believe that you know Donald Trump is the messiah. I mean, like, like the algorithm has turned against them you know and 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 is working
0: it's like working against their best yeah. interests but yeah. it's working within its own best interests yeah
2: yeah i think like and and this is a perspective i have having grown up in the midwest with uh one set of grandparents very like fox news glenn beck every night like radio preachers etc that like one there are so many people who are really intentionally using I mean using algorithms using that tendency to not be able to look away to like essentially traumatize people and get people in a heightened emotional state in order to like get them into whatever belief system they are or get them feeling so desperate for some kind of like relief connection explanation and are like really intentionally pushing this out and using that as a as a recruiting tool um Mm -hmm. they're Peta does this a lot. Um, yeah, that's a big beef. I mean, Nazis do this a lot. Um,
1: yeah, so a the lot propaganda.
2: Mm-hmm. But then also, like, I mean, yes, the algorithm is doing it automatically or with with guidance from like like a couple bad actors are able to have incredibly outsized influences. But like, I remember the first Obama election and my my grandparents who are like human being smart people so convinced that like he's a muslim and he's going to institute sharia law and his birth certificate isn't real yeah.
1: and like the world All is ending the tomorrow and All believing the-
2: it so wholeheartedly yeah
1: it so and it's, it's kind of just they've wrong. removed
2: the they've like re- the algorithm has allowed that that charismatic figure to be removed or at least abstracted
1: there are like there are, I have there There was a school teacher at my school that was like, oh, Obama's a, a Muslim and he's and 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 I'm like, you're literally in schools teaching people yeah. and like you're talking about like uh, it was the Pizzagate thing with Hillary Clinton. Yeah. Oh. You know, oh, she's a pedophile and blah, blah, blah. Like, what? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, what insanity? And I'm like, do you hear? what you're saying like like that's that my thing is like i i gotta like if it sounds like bullshit like i call it out like like if if it sounds like bullshit it's bullshit
0: like like that's that's my whole thing and i do know in your instagram every once in a while you'll get someone that's gonna that's just like i didn't know filter was woke now and it's like would you fuck off like oh my god okay fine i guess yeah Um, i've had the i've been
1: harassed online and like things i don't want to mention are happening like online like just hateful Hateful fucking shit because I'm not a Trump supporter because I'm I'm a Biden supporter and I've I, gotten
0: some shit too and to me it's like to me it's like you're making a long term like investment. They, there was a
1: guy that said I'm glad your dad's dead
0: like well I didn't get that yeah I get I get that sorry man I'm sorry about yeah. that
1: yeah. No, it's not. Your fault. I mean, it's it's that's how human beings. That's I'm how apologizing on weird. behalf
0: of humanity, then. I'm sorry yeah, that yeah. we are like that. But yeah, I'll tell you what, like, I think that it's a long term investment because I think that that it's good to get those people out of your audience or else you end up in a position like Kid Rock where you have to keep serving well, those people. There was
1: there was this whole thing where Hey Man, Nice Shot was being used for Kyle Rittenhouse.
2: I remember
1: this. Yeah, yep. and and people were commenting all over our YouTube uh, page saying this should be Kyle Rittenhouse's theme song, and yeah. I just, was just deleting comment after comment after comment after about Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm like, dude, he
0: ain't hijacking my shit. He
1: ain't he ain't pulling that's a so, fucking. That's you know-
0: so fucking important though. Is to stay like hands on with your legacy because you can't let that yeah, get away like, with pro-action. from you, right? because yeah. It's like, what if you hadn't done that? And then you're playing a show in Kentucky or something. And suddenly there's all these right, like the assholes, right? Like there's all these dickheads in your in your crowd. And you're like, oops, like, like, the fact that you put you clamp down on it now is, is mm-hmm. a good investment for tomorrow. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you don't want to have to pander to those people like how, 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 like, imagine you got booked on like a MAGA festival, like how yeah. awful. Would that be like, yeah, it's better to do it like you're doing it now, like endure the the harassment or whatever, than to like have to live your life pretending you're into that kind of shit.
1: Uh, we've had we've had offers to do we've had offers to do weird shit for Fox T, Fox News and Fox, not the network Fox, because they're still, you know, pretty much middle of the road. But the Fox News. Like there was something about like we we were offered to do something and we were like no that's just not us we're not gonna do it.
0: Before we we wind this down, I do want to check off a few more boxes on your new metal cred sheet. You were on the Crow Two soundtrack with Jurassic, all right. And so you're sharing you're sharing elbow room there with Corn and Deftones.
1: Mm-hmm. I you're
0: on think-
2: Spawn too, right?
1: Yep. Spawn. Yep. Can you trip like I do? We kicked it off. We kicked that record off. You know what's funny know, about that song
0: is that song started as an instrumental, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like yeah. on their, their, their uh, tweet, not weekends, whatever that, that, um, it was you know, Vegas, song. Vegas. Yes. Yeah. By uh, the crystal method. And when you listen to that version now, you're like, this is it's like a demo. You're yeah. like, you're like, this well, can't yeah. be real. I
1: took their song, put it into a computer, chopped it all up, and then wrote the lyrics and played guitar
0: over it. And like, boom, there's the new version of Can't You Trip Like I Do. I was DJing a club once and someone comes up to me and he's like, can you play that that filter song, Can't You Trip Like I Do? And I'm like, buddy, yes. Yes, I can. I mean, him. We both went insane. I don't know if everyone else was into it, but I was. I was fucking losing my mind. But um, but anyway, I think Jurassic Tall" is a new metal song. I actually did a ranking of the hundred greatest new metal songs of all time. I put that at sixty seven because I think that's such a great song. But I would, I would call that a new metal song. Um, it just has a little bit more that that energy, that drop energy to it. But it's also really atmospheric and cool. And I think it's a good bridge between like short bus and title of record because it's kind of like broadening your sound getting bigger mm-hmm. what what can you can you you got anything to say about that song and dureal yeah
1: dresso was really was really cool because that was where Brian Leesgang fully was um he had more technology and we had more tracks where we could really hear everything we were doing uh with because when Pro Tools first came out you could only play two tracks at a time you could only hear like one or two things that you were doing and now we could hear like everything we could hear all the stuff we were adding and so he were, he went crazy on the sound design and he crushed it it was a great it was it was it was the production on that was really really good kudos to Brian Lee
0: you were that, you guys were very much like pioneers of that Pro Tools hands-on yeah. fo- approach your first appearance actually in Spin magazine was they had wrote about how you guys were kind of like pioneering the future of music production. When we like... got
1: when we got our computer, we got a computer for short bus. The the gigabyte hard drive that we
0: got was this big, and it cost four thousand dollars. I was just about to say a gigabyte hard drive in like back in my day. That that's a fucking huge hard drive. Yeah. 1995. You probably could beat yeah. someone to death with that thing. Yeah. But um, you guys were like really ahead of the curve on that one. Yeah. You know, doing we like dig- digital production from the bus because you think about yeah. five years later with like Lincoln Park and Mike Shinoda, like that was a gimme. Like you brought a rig with you on yeah. the road. Yeah. You weren't really doing that. You were not doing that in '95. Yeah. Though. We
1: brought a rig on the road. We were, we, and that's how we wrote uh, "Thanks, Bro" too. We 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 did the song that "Thanks, Bro," which was another Brian Lee's gang production with all the sound design and all the stuff that we had had i kind of wrote the meat and meat and potato i wrote the song essentially and then he put on all this extra gorgeous overdubs and and sound design on it
0: brian lee's gang for the uninitiated uh key collaborator on the short Bus record departed yeah. band before title of record how are you and brian these days on good terms
1: i, I haven't talked to him in a long time
0: mm, okay I'll yeah, so. he, I'll he just so. kind of he just kind of disappears. He just kind of, he's just gone. Speaking of which, have you ever interacted with him? I think he lives in
1: London. I'm not sure, though. I heard he lived in Chicago. I, you know, he just disappears.
0: He's a real strange dude that way, but in a great way. Have you interacted? Have you ever touched base with any of your old bandmates from that, from the Reprise era?
1: Matt Walker, I just Matt Walker's good friend with with Sinead O'Connor, and I just reached out to him and said, "I'm sorry for your loss. My condolences um, for the the amazing Sinead O'Connor." And uh, so we're friends, you know, Matt and I, Matt Walker. Um, but yeah, Frank and Gino and yeah, I just don't keep up with them. Any Frank, animosity or Frank has a website called Full Metal Maga.
0: Oh, so a little yes. bit.
1: So he's no, he's fully Columbine. Like he's fully Sandy Hooks and in inside he's, all of mine. Yeah, he's he's Alex Jones. He's on Alex Jones's show
0: sometimes. Get fucked. Who is what was the yeah. name again? Matt Did you say Matt Walker?
1: No, no, uh Frank Kavanaugh. Uh,
0: Frank Kavanaugh, thank yeah. Christ. Because Matt uh, that would have sucked. I'd um uh Frank Matt Cavanaugh. Walker's oh. like
1: a normal person who plays drums for Morrissey. Oh, the
0: bassist Frank had such a good bassist mustache. That's a bummer. Yeah. He really yeah. looked the part on that one. Speaking yeah. of, I need to ask you so, uh, for a personal favor. Um, there's a show you guys did for Viva 2, and you did it in New York City during the during the uh, Title of Record tour. Is this ringing any bells? It's the only full concert of yours from that era that's on YouTube, and it looks like shit, and it's way out of sync. It's like VHS grade at best. And I was, it's a phenomenal performance. And I always wondered, like, I wonder if Richard has that. Around, around what is that? It's a performance you guys did for Viva 2, I think, France. But it was recorded in New York City. I don't, I don't oh, know. Hammerstein
1: where. Ballroom. I do have a copy of that.
0: Yeah, I do have a. I, I, it's just an old analog realtor, like, thing this big. I mean, man, I'd, I'd go the distance to digitize it. Because I think that as far as, like. Yeah. Legacy goes. That's like a real mountain top I wonder if
1: I have a guy that did that. It's what's it called again?
0: Viva two. Viva two. Viva two is like the is like the name of the the performance.
1: Uh, yeah, we digitized that. Viva
0: two overdrive. Mm-hmm. Year two thousand. Anyway. Yeah, I have to look past. that up. Past is the past. Anyway, um, I want you to let the people know though, as we as we wind this down, where can everyone find you? What's coming up next for Filter? You know, let's get excited. Filter
1: about the Filter is releasing a brand new record called "The Algorithm" on August twenty fifth, and then we are going on tour with Rob Zombie, Alice Cooper, and Ministry, called Freaks
0: on Parade Tour. I'm super excited about that. Yeah. It, did I miss? I didn't miss that. When's the LA? Is there an LA? Tour? I'm
1: not that much of the freak. I'm kind of the the parade, the more normal. More normal person, Rob's gone gray. That's some variety, Rob's yeah. gray. I like that about Rob. Al, uh, Alice is not gray, not one gray hair, not oh, one. Gray hair.
0: did you just say Alice Cooper? Alice Cooper, Alice so- Cooper. Alice Cooper forever? I wonder what Alice Cooper's 90s albums are like. I bet he's got a few of them. Oh, he's he's got a lot of records.
1: He's he's actually releasing a brand new record called. Uh, he's got a new song called "I'm Alice." No kidding. Yeah,
0: yeah. I'm gonna look into this. I bet. I bet you Alice Cooper has a couple new Miles songs. I'll look into that. But um, yeah. Otherwise, hey man, it was phenomenal to have you on the show. Yeah, um, I'm
1: glad we did it this way and not the way at the con that the festival because I don't think we would have had this much time to talk.
0: You would have been really so, hit on everything. You would have been so pissed talking to me in that fucking press area listening to skinny puppy happen mm-hmm. across the field. No, this is kismet. I'm really yeah. glad it did not play out that way because yeah. that would have fucking sucked. Yeah. So this been difficult. this has been yeah, God's plan, man. Glad it all came together like this. Um but yes, thank you so much for joining us. Your music has meant an incredible amount to me. It has soundtracked some of the greatest moments of my life and it's it's carried me through. And you some of the and you like the algorithm.
1: You you're, you're okay with it. You I you're do. Okay I am. You're good, good, because I like that. I'm I'm proud of that too, because yeah. I'm proud of all my work. But like you know, I got a new thing coming.
0: Yeah, I'm a, I'm proud of all your work too. Thank I'm you. excited for this. I'm excited for this record. And uh, yeah, I'd like to thank you for coming on here and uh, confirming the new metal allegations against mm-hmm. against my own will. Truly, a a truly a a dark a real day. Real plot in twist, real plot twist for sure. But uh, filter new metal confirmed. And uh, thank you so much for coming on. Make sure to check out the algorithm when it comes out in um, all participating. Come and see us on the Freaks on Parade Tour. And come and see them on the Freaks on Parade Tour. You have to say it like that uh, when it hits your town. Make sure to, this is Holiday Kirk's wrapping things up. Thank you to my co-host Riv for making it here. Make sure to always be listening to and platforming the new artist, new music in this scene. And have yourselves a wonderful evening. Peace.